Welcome to another episode of Magnolia House. Uh, first episode where we had headphones on. First headphone episode. We're official now. So followers can now that's start they, joining. Yeah. 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 We, that's what we It was all the whole time. practice. <laughs> you know. Also, yeah, that's another new addition to the episode. We got the signs in the background. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I was telling you about that woman I was hanging out with that told, talked to her, said she watched the podcast. Um, oh, yeah. She was like, what's it about? And I was just like, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> like, well, I'm, I'm not good gotta, at like. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, but yeah, you have to have an idea of what, what it is. Yes. We, we always end up talking about similar things. Yes. Is. And I always I always tell people and this is what I did tell her. Um, I was also like kind of sick that night. They like forced me to come out. Um, I went out for like an hour. Hmm. But um they um i just said ah, we kind of just have fun and we talk about social issues and stuff like that and then um just like art stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah i feel like it's art creativity like community and yeah. community that's another one of the yeah big things but also that. like we always get into like weird like thought experiment yeah discussions but uh, yeah. yeah well how's it been with the uh are you officially done with smoking uh, so yesterday was my first day not smoking. Oh, this is a great topic to talk about. Um, my first day not smoking mm-hmm. and I was chilling here. I was like, okay, we're not going to smoke. Uh, maybe have a little bit to drink. I was going to get some stuff at the store. I forgot, but then I saw the tequila here. Um, and then as I'm wrapping up around like 10, 10 30, my sister calls me to pick her up mm-hmm. and she's up North a bit more. So I pick her up and she whips out a cigarette mm-hmm. and I'm like, Mm. sweet sweet evil <laughs> so i smoked it oh yeah okay. yeah right. yeah yeah but um you know it's like when i when i start going to the gym i always um give myself like two to three days of a grace period because like mm, getting started at the gym like ugh, i'm so bummed i went to el salvador and just ruined that streak because i was on a hot streak of like two and a half weeks like five six days a week just going all the time and i was loving it and i felt good um and then el salvador went and now i have to start over and i've tried and it's like Mm. fuck but when i when i first start ramping up to start working out long term again i know the first few days back are gonna be shit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and i'm gonna feel weak and a bit lazy and uh unorganized um and so that's the way I'm thinking about this with like the cigarettes thing. It's like quitting cold turkey, yes. But if I slip up like once or twice, I'm not gonna like because oh, when yeah. I was when I was trying to quit weed, if I would slip up, I'd be like, no, I fucking ruined it, and then and then I'd be like, my brain would just be like, well, it's fucking ruined already. Let's uh, right, you yeah, know, which is go not back. a good yeah. mindset, yeah. Um, and um, and so that would stop me from making any further progress. So it's like slip up yesterday fine sure try not to let it happen yeah. again but i mean honestly that's how it was when i became vegetarian yeah like i made the decision and then there was like a week where i just kept forgetting <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. i made that yeah. decision yeah so like there was yeah like i worked at dairy queen at the time and like there were i was like i was like oh fuck i should have had a horn i had a corn dog just now yeah i was like oh i'm not supposed to eat meat i just had a corn dog was i wasn't uh, of all, even of all thinking meats about to it eat no i know right dog. i know uh <laughs> No, but one of my last meals was at uh, the Satellite Diner. Had their biscuits and oh, gravy, and I'd pretty good. I'd one. forgot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's in gravy. It's not really. You know, well, you know, and it's been a couple times, you know, in the whatever 12, 13 years that I've yeah. had meat, uh, not like, like accidentally. accidentally. Yeah. yeah, usually it ends up being 
fucking people put bacon bits and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> for like, I don't know what reason. And they're like, oh, there's yeah. bacon. And I'm like, Cause what? delicious. <laughs> yeah, honestly, bacon's a little overrated to me. I, oh, give me yeah, a break. Yeah. It's underrated. It's underrated. You could never give it enough credit for what? being as good as it is. It. I mean, it's good. It's yeah. just, I think that the weird ass hype around bacon and like the early teens of the, you know, 2010s or whatever was just, just like you're wrong. messed up <laughs> there was like bacon flavored vodka there was oh, like bacon air yeah, fresheners bacon soap and yeah like, yeah yeah that that's, that's was, ridiculous yeah. yeah i think even um ron swanson would not like that it's yeah it just becomes this weird like i don't know culture around this yeah. random ass thing what does he say in that episode uh like does he say give me all the eggs <laughs> and bacon you yeah. have yeah. <laughs> i'm worried you misheard me <laughs> i'm worried you heard Give me a lot of eggs and bacon. <laughs> what I said was, give me all the eggs and bacon. Is <laughs> that the night after they have snake juice? I can't remember. No, the night after they have snake juice, he comes to the office with burgers and he's like, "All happy go lucky." He's like, "Eat this. It soaks oh. up the f- the fat. Soaks up the alcohol." Um, but um, yeah, it's. It, I don't know. I, wasn't there a Duncan Trussell quote you you're talking about about giving yourself that grace period and trying to extend that yes. grace period out? As yeah, long yeah, as yeah. You can, you know? And I, I that's something I always forget to do. Um but it's 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 frustrating that my vices have such a hold on me. Like a lot of my mental distress comes from just a few simple things. My eating habits are out of control. I can never like mm-hmm. just rein it in and eat like a normal human being. My smoking, which it's like you're just killing yourself slowly maybe even quickly with how much I fucking smoke. And then my not exercising on a regular basis. It's like those three things. I know my mental state and my overall health would be so much better, but like getting them all lined up and being consistent about it. So fucking hard. Mm -hmm. So hard. And, um, and like carrying the physical weight is like a daily reminder of like, Mm. you're not all you could be. Yeah. You know, like you're not doing your best work. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely in a slump right now. I like started running again recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've started biking to work now that I have a new job oh, that nice. I can bike to work. I don't have to take my car. Um, but the past week or week or two have been just like, I don't know what it is, like a lot on yeah. my head, in my head. I've just like been trying to distract myself and I've just been eating a lot more. Mm. Like I, I just, I, it's one of the things I notice I do sometimes. I'm just yeah. like, I feel like I always need to snack and like. I can't sit and not do anything. And usually the only thing to do is like eat. Yeah. Especially because now with Ira, like I'm not watching TV recreationally as yeah. much. Only when he's not around or yeah. sleeping or whatever. Um, so it's, I think, yeah, it, you got you to also be aware of like where you're at mentally because that affects your, mm-hmm. how you like your, you are with your body too. And I think it's just, if you can figure out the patterns, mm-hmm. then you know where you are in the pattern. Like it's like, I have over the past 10 years started to recognize my like mental patterns and when I'm low in them, I can be like, okay, I've been here before. Yeah. And like, it's always different sometimes better, sometimes it's worse. Sometimes it doesn't last as long, but it's like, I know when this comes and how it comes and where it goes. You know what I noticed today though, when I was telling you how refreshing it was, because I dropped my car off the shop. So I had to just like walk to the plaza Mm -hmm. and I was like, God, this is kind of fucking nice walking around and then i actively noticed myself i don't always have a lot of energy a lot of the time i feel 
the word I, it, I've always known this word, but I looked up the definition just because I really wanted, but like malaise, like, hmm. and like sluggish and lethargic. And that, that's how I almost always feel. And I was, I was walking, I was like, I realized, wow, I feel really good and I have energy and yeah. that's so rare. And then I also noticed, hey, I'm actually in a good mood too. And then yeah. my brain was like, but you have so many reasons to hate yourself. Ooh. You have so many reasons to be unhappy right now. Right. And it's like, you know, when people like say, um, you have so many things to be grateful for. And that's very true t- as well. But my brain, it's something that always happens when right. my consciousness recognizes that I'm currently happy. It says, hey, but look at all of this. Right. And then it's like, oh, shit. It's like the asshole that comes to the party just to fuck everyone over. Yeah. Know? Well, what made what you made me think of just now the, this analogy in my brain that that you're kind of triggering is that like well first of all like those voices in your head you know they're a part of you in some yeah. way of course and it's clearly a part of you that has gotten a lot of clout yeah. within the your <laughs> within, mind yeah uh, but it makes me think of just like if your if your personality your consciousness your brain however you want to see it is like this council multiple of people. people right yeah yeah so there's the person in charge who's like you know. It's their perspective is basically what you identify with. It can be the, the king or the whatever. The, yeah. They're the leader, yeah. right? And then this person that has like gotten cloud is like the like evil like he's Jafar, like worm tongue. Oh yeah, or like yeah. Uh, Jafar. You know who's worm tongue? Uh, he's uh, 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 Game of Thrones. No, he's no. in Lord of the Rings. The king of oh, Rohan. Oh, the fucking spiny. yeah. Who he works for uh, Saruman. Yeah, he, like, and he fucking and he the, drains the life out yeah. of the guy. Saruman yeah. does. Yeah, and it's like you see, he's but like he's a shell like, of a person. He's like gained clout and like he's been listened to enough, and he just has a little bit yeah. of power. And it's like, why are you fucking listening to this guy? Yeah. But he's there, you know. And it's like nobody can help because the king is listening to him. Yeah. You know? So it's like, wow. You know, you're kind of just giving that guy energy. That's a great analogy. Know? But it's like. A, in my mind, it's like there's validity to both parts. Oh, and, sure. And but it's like, and uh, and for some reason, in my mind, if it's like between the two, like be happy or hate yourself and everything about your life for any reason, mm-hmm. it's like my brain's like, well, yeah, we got to go for this guy. Hmm. It's like I my brain will just not let me be happy. Hmm. I don't know why. And I I always wonder if it's like a fake it till you make it thing and like convincing yourself but then that seems right. not right i think the whole fake it till you make it thing has gotten a bit too much traction in the like popular yeah psychology uh i feel like it's true in the way of like it's fake it till you make it in like so let's say you recognize that okay i'm just listening to this voice too much mm-hmm. and you just say what if i don't <laughs> you know yeah. what if i don't this time yeah and you just kind of make a habit of not listening to it not out of any like desire or like not yeah. out of any like like a uh, motivation but you're just like i'm just gonna try something different as like a and then you hope that test. habit it concretes itself yeah and then all of a sudden you can switch you can Be make a, a choice more, yeah you know out of motivation and yeah. i think that's like it's like because it does seem like i don't have a choice it's like the power position stuff it's like uh-huh. you know put yourself in like a powerful like stand upright yes. like when you, before you do an interview like just like yeah. hype yourself up to like feel yeah. more confident and if you do that, like maybe it'll Enough shift times. you mentally yeah. as well. Not but that it, like it's a that's the cure, but like that's a it's way to kind of maybe get try bolster. and get around it. Yeah, it makes me also think of the kid you were saying about his horoscope, 
and he's like, well, because of this, it says I'm this kind of person. And mm-hmm. then you just lean into that and that's right. who you become. Yeah. And it's like, if I feel like if I'm always listening to that negative side of my brain, mm-hmm. I am like, it's self-fulfilling. Oh yeah. Being that person. Yeah. And it's like, how do you like, yeah, shut up for a minute. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going to listen to you when necessary. Right. But how can I like not just have you screaming at me all the time? And, you know, and well, I mean, think about what brought you to, or just brought that to your attention as like that voice clearly doesn't like you being out, being happy, walking around. Yeah. Like, so maybe if you just do that more, it's like the, it's like oh. the sleep thing. Someone said to me recently because of Ira, you know, him and his sleep, because like good sleep begets good sleep. Yeah. It's like, if you're not sleeping well, like, like you're not going to just like sleep for 12 hours and be fine. It's like, you have to just like get in the routine Yeah. and the more you sleep, the better you sleep, the more you sleep, the better the you more sleep. Consistently it just, you sleep. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a, you know, yeah. again, that feedback loop. Huh. So it's like, so yeah, the, if you, it, if like going out, going for a walk is like yeah. giving you energy, like even if you don't have the desire to like, maybe yeah. just try it out. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And I, I forget how much you drive all the time. Yeah. And like, especially in Spokane driving, like even I drive here a ton yeah. and like I, isn't didn't really have a car in seattle I isn't that the weirdest yeah. you would think it would be the opposite like in a small city you would think oh, i don't need to drive anywhere it's so small i mean yeah, but in a big city you walk so much yeah. and in a small city it's like i'm not fucking walking I mean, six blocks down the street <laughs> to go to the store i mean honestly it makes sense to me because like everything in seattle is set up you have like a neighborhood you live uh, in, yeah you know That's so there's a lot of stuff yeah. in walking distance and the public transportation is pretty good and Spokane is just so sprawling yeah. and it's not even really like a hub of it. Like, it's not like <laughs> let's drive here and walk around. It's like you yeah. drive here and then, Oh, let's go to this place and you have to drive there. Yeah. But, uh, but I our, remember, Oh, go ahead. I was gonna, just going to say the th- like the quintessential, like ridiculous thing is we have this upstairs neighbor yeah. that literally <laughs> works. He works a block, a block away. and a half, like a block. Yeah. 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 Away from where we live. And he drives and to work. Dri- Why would you do that? He drives to work that a makes- block. No fucking sense. Yeah, I I don't know, and I think he's kind of a like like yeah, it's a little ridiculous, but I just do it. Have you talked to him? I haven't talked to him about. Clementine's talked to him about it, and it's just oh, she's talked to him about it. Yeah, well, he brought it up. He was like, oh yeah, it's a block away, but I still drive to work. It's like okay, it's like that's like we take Archie for a walk and pass that place and go further. Yeah, for a walk. I'm imagining him like if he had a mailbox at the end of his block and he's like (laughs) (laughs) right like at a certain point it takes more energy to get in the car yeah i don't know yeah but i remember john and i talked about this like i I would walk like sometimes four miles to get to work just Mm -hmm. because like it's beautiful in seattle and you know just go um but over here like when john lit when john lived at your dad's house it's Mm -hmm. like should we just walk downtown? We're like, fuck no, we're not walking downtown. Right. It's a fucking 15 minute walk. Yeah. It's oh, so it's really quick. close. Yeah. It's so close. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think I, I don't know when I discovered that downtown was so close to my dad's house and it was just like, it, yeah, it's a weird thing. It's like, an, it's yeah. cause it mentally it feels far yeah. away. Yeah. And I don't know why it's, it's stupid. That close. is like, cause yeah. when I look at like, even from our place right now, downtown is like, two miles maybe yeah. you know yeah, and it's yeah. like two miles it's like that's that so easy yeah you yeah. know but like yeah it's a walk um but yeah it was just an interesting thing as i was walking downtown i was just like i actively that's very rare that i actively like wow i feel good i have my body doesn't feel tired like my body feels exhausted mm. a lot like mm. for no, and i think it's related to all those things i mentioned my eating habits I don't exercise and I smoke. Mm-hmm. So it's like my body's like 
uh fuck bro can you like help us out and not be such a piece of shit like <laughs> yeah. um and but i i actively noticed i was like wow i have a ton of energy i'm in a great mood and then it was like everything is awful mm, and it's like mm-hmm. well and so i just i was like but i i think i kind of subconsciously did just say i'm not gonna worry about that right, right now. yeah i'm just gonna go about my business sure. so. yeah again it's like it's not like it's not there right yeah you don't ignore yeah. it or push it or suppress no it. and that's like, the, that's the thing everybody says like you suppress these things and you just come back full oh, force yeah. and so will. how do you actively uh uh what's uh, what's the word i'm thinking like how do you actively like a, a, approach and acknowledge mm-hmm. these things and have a communication approach you know, make progress in these aspects. I don't right. know. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'm not a Is that embracing the shadow? Is that what yeah, that is? Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I've never fully understood that concept. Mm. And it's like, it's always, so, I mean, in, in, in the Myers-Briggs, right. Mm-hmm. So like you he mapped out these psychological functions. Most humans, the way he observed people kind of just functioning in the way they think about stuff. Everybody has this inferior side of them. Mm-hmm. There's the inferior function, and then there's your shadow, which basically are functions that you don't. Inferior have. doesn't mean inferior, does it? Does it just mean secondary? Like I'll... It basically means that it's what you haven't practiced using oh, okay. the most. Yeah, yeah. But because you never really developed it, it's mm-hmm. this like, it's, bas- it's the fool. Dead weight? It's like the fool of your story, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. And you can never raise the fool up to the level of like your dominant function Uh, they can never come up to that point you have to go down to them oh you have to acknowledge you have to kind of like you know the great needs to bow before the lower to like really give it to give it its power and like give it some assistance um i'm not a psychologist but i don't want to like say what you should do to whatever but um well some people would say you're a bit of a an armchair (laughs) you know i was like i i've been thinking of other names for the never seen it stuff yeah and i was like should we call it like pop art philosophy or pop art psychology and i was like maybe we should just call it armchair philosophy (laughs) (laughs) but i I I do (laughs) i I wonder because if that name is not taken that is perfect but i feel like it's a common enough phrase yeah or no the um armchair philosophy oh oh. yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i and again it's like my whole thing is that I find those topics really interesting. Yeah. But I also feel like nobody can relate to them. They're just not very like, I can't have a conversation with other people, other yeah. regular people living yeah. there. It's like it's too disconnected, yeah. which is why I prefer to talk about those themes within fiction, especially or, or just in art, you know, because it's yeah. like people can connect to art no matter how lofty the ideas are because good art connects to people on a very like But I wonder if like, you could level. pinpoint actual discussion topics in movies because that would be a great medium to like right play the clip and then like totally d- dive through. you know slavoj zizek has mm. this um documentary film whatever pinocchio um jordan peterson hmm. uh but his is called uh shit what's it called the pervert's guide to ideology huh. where he basically maps out his his like s- system or structure of ideology but he uses basically like film to like portray mm. it, you know yeah and like random like there's a scene of him and like uh a big dump like oh they're like pushing trash around behind him and he's talking about like he's the trash scene? heap of ideas yeah it's like a documentary type oh thing. okay okay yeah. he's like well he's just kind of explaining his view of ideology via these like imagery and yeah, yeah. popular imagery huh um, which is very interesting yeah um but to talk about the whole shadow thing yeah uh which i would love to do and never seen it on this movie uh the babadook Oh, Have yeah. you seen the Babadook? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah so the Babadook is like, first of all, a great horror movie. Yeah. Like, and that's what and that's what makes it good is that it's even if you don't 
they it's delve into it. Terrifying. It's yeah, it's a scary yeah. movie, and it's done really well, and the, the style is the great. The imagery just stays with you, and mm-hmm. it's so fucking scary. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. But it's also such a good analogy for like mental health, and then encountering yeah. like your dark side. Yeah, really. Yeah, and, and actively dealing with it. Yeah, and, and in the yeah. end, is like horror movies really struggle to to like bring it all to a close. Yeah, and I feel like the easiest way is always to leave it open. You yeah. know. And of course, there's like that leave it open for a sequel. But I think yeah. it also that feels true in a way because nothing is ever really resolved. right? Yeah. Oh, and also another ongoing. easy way is like evil has been thwarted. The ghost is gone. Like everything's better now. Right. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Babadook doesn't do either of those. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It's yeah. It's such an interesting ending. I don't know how much we want to get into it if we do want to talk yeah. about it later. But she ends up basically nurturing it. Yeah. Well, right? do we want to explain what the the premise of it is? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, maybe you can explain a little bit I, the, more the background. Well, you, I haven't seen it in a long time, okay. but I do know the idea of it, you know, being that, what is it, a demon? Yeah, it's like this, I, it's like this creature, kind of a man. Is it in a storybook? It comes in a storybook. Yeah. And when you, I don't know if it's like when you read the book, like it starts to come to yeah. life or something. Basically, the more attention you or the more you ignore it the more yeah. the more the power more prominent it gets. It gets. Yeah. yeah but in the movie um the kid's father died mm-hmm. has died and the mother is very like disconnected and doesn't yeah. really listen to him anymore and he's telling her that there's this monster and she ignores it yeah um so it starts to get more and more power until they finally like confront it yeah um that's a very brief over yeah and then in it. the end they essentially just keep it in their basement they keep right? it in the, yeah and they feed it and it's like it's just like what do you mean benign. they feed it though do they literally feed it food or yeah they... in the end the end scene is like they're like gathering worms from the garden oh, and they go down yeah, to the basement yeah, and then yeah. they give it worms which yeah. is like kind of a really weird ending just as the movie goes but it's very interesting and i think it, that's like the nugget of like and, and i think honestly the main character is the kid in the sh- in the movie because he's the one that's like really encountering mm-hmm. the beast, and that's such a great. Viewpoint. I was going to say, what does that say about the way children deal with their issues versus adults? Well, the whole I think the whole analogy is that it the mother is really the like source of the monster, mm. and it's her yeah. it's her demon like her husband died. It's so and she won't confront the sadness about it, and she's become this monster to the kid. Yeah, because she won't confront it. You know. And the only way she can really like he's dealing with her monster. She's the monster, basically, even though in the movie, that's not the case. There's actually uh, a monster yeah. in the movie. It's not like that. That's why it's also just a really good horror movie, because the monster is very real. But um, yeah, I just that's a really good one that I feel like if I and this maybe this was what makes me an armchair philosopher is that I'm not trying to like be like, oh, like this is what it all means. And this is how you encounter your shadow yeah. and bring yourself down. It's like here's an artistic example that kind of tackles that that's it feels very meaningful and maybe you can watch it and get something from it and maybe it speaks to you in a way that words never can and like you know what i mean yeah like because i'm not so good with words (laughs) i throw balls far (laughs) you want someone good with words date a languager um so this is the book there's no such thing as dragons, mm-hmm. which is essentially the same thing as Babadook. Oh, it's exactly the same. Interesting. So the dragon oh. starts out as this little guy, right? Uh-huh. And the dragon wagged its tail happily when Billy patted its head. Mm-hmm. Nice dragon. So that's, I think that might be the ending or the beginning or something. Um, but so this is the boy saying, hey, look at this dragon. She's just completely unaware of it. Right. And then eventually the dragon gets so big that it walks it runs away with the house oh. and that is like 
essentially a metaphor for like everything falling out from under yeah. you because you refuse to deal with yep. your situation. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So in the end, they eventually acknowledge the dragon. Oops. And it becomes their pet. I don't know if this is the end. Beginning or, yeah, yeah. Beginning or end. But um, yeah. it becomes their pet. And it's like the Bob. It's exactly. Right. It's literally exactly right. yeah, the Bob. Totally, dude. completely. And they, they, and yeah. So that's one of the things Peterson. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's um, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and that'd be I, a good, good book for Ibra. Oh, honestly, that looks like a really good book that I'd like to get. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just like confronting your shadow or whatever it right. is, and you know, developing, I guess, like a a, a relationship that works, mm-hmm. one that isn't overwhelming you. Right. You know. Which is like, yeah, I get overwhelmed right. at times. It's like, yeah, there's always going to be a part of you. And this is kind of goes back to the personality things. That there's a part of you whose very nature it is to be needed or yeah. to be sad or to be, you know, there's a yeah. part of you that there's no cheering it up. Yeah. It's like in like the movie Inside Out. See, this is me fucking making references all the time. You know the movie Inside <laughs> I haven't Out? haven't seen it. Okay. So yeah. the movie Inside Out, it's a... It Pix- looks too it's a, good. It's a Pixar movie. You know, and it's, I think it, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a very good movie. You know, it's obviously geared toward kids or whatever. Yeah. But there's like, basically they separate out the brain into like joy, sadness, fear, disgust, and anger. That's Mm -hmm. like the five operations of the, that basically control the personality of the person. And the whole dilemma of the movie is that there's this per, there's this part of them that's sad, the sadness one. Mm -hmm. And that nobody can figure out what sadness is supposed to do because you can't cheer them up. There's a part oh. of you you can't, that can't it's be It's in the nature up. of that guy, that yeah. character. He will never be cheered right. up. So there's yeah. no point in like being like, wow. what the fuck are you doing? Like, like we're all happy now. Yeah. Like there's just a part of you that's like that. So how mm. do you deal with that sadness? How do they deal with it in the movie? In the movie, they, they bring it around to like sadness because it's a kid who's going through this big move in their life mm-hmm. and it feels like nobody's really paying attention to them and, and like they just are mourning for their old life. Yeah. You know, and like they keep trying to like, we'll just, we're fine. Like, there are new, better things here and we can love this and we can be angry about that. Mm-hmm. But like what sadness does for the kid is that it brings people to them. Like people see sadness and like gravitate in a, in a supportive way. Basically, yeah. uh. sadness helps like tell other people that you need support. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, you know, there's a that, function to it. Yeah, yeah. there's a function yeah. to it. And I think, you know, everybody's obviously different psychologically. Not everybody's the same. But like, and everybody deals, their dragon is something yeah. different, right? Yeah. So if there's a part of you you can't fix because mm. it's fundamentally just, it's nature to be that way. How do yeah. you incorporate that into who you are and it's it's like yeah. owning it right yeah yeah it's like yeah. you don't fight against it you like live with it and yeah. like you know you're a good yeah. roommate to that thing <laughs> yeah you know oh, that's a that's a good way to put it a yeah. roommate yeah. yeah um in terms of the sadness thing I, I don't know if it was like goodwill hunting or what somebody was saying uh right now my ego is in the and uh, what is it prone position what is it when you're curled like, up and uh yeah well prone is like laying down oh, yeah. i think what uh, is um fetal position yeah the okay. guy said my ego's in the fetal position and like everyone's ego is always in the fetal position <laughs> like, no, that's kind of a good point yeah. um yeah i mean the whole ego thing that's the thing about like i also don't really understand the ego that's... uh i mean yeah i don't and, what is and it, so aid? many and so many people use that word differently yeah uh, but basically i think in western psychology uh your ego is the the part of ourselves we identify with mm-hmm so it's like that's the main character of our story. Mm. Even though the ego is just one part of our mind, yeah, we think that's the part of our mind that is us. Ah, right. So in terms of like the 
the worm tongue person. Yeah. The the ego is the king. Yeah. And yeah. then the worm the sh- tongue is like a different maybe neurosis or something we yeah. see as like external but also internal in a yeah, weird way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. And then we, what about what is the id? Is that a So I mean I mean so Freud Freud mapped out ego, superego, and the id. Mm. And mm-hmm. the ego I think is the fully conscious part of yourself. It's the mm-hmm. again like the the part that feels in charge and like mm-hmm. me. How is that different from the ego? And what that's, the fuck no, that, is a super that's, ego? That's the ego. Oh, that's the ego. That's okay, the ego. I thought you were that's the ego. Okay. Yeah, that. and then the super ego is basically Kanye all West. the like. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, partially conscious, partially unconscious. To my understanding, again, I don't know. And and Freud is like a very old, you know, mm-hmm. it's a very old way of looking at things. Yeah. But it was very valuable because it was one of the first ways of looking at the mind. Um, uh, but it's basically the rules and structures and things we learn that basically temper ourselves. Mm. So, like, part of it's conscious, like the rules and, and, and the codes we live by. Yeah. But a lot of it's unconscious, too, the habits and things. From development. That, yeah, and just, like, like yeah. things you subconsciously learn to control yourself. Yeah. And the id is the, I think, entire, maybe part of it's conscious, too, entirely unconscious part of yourself. Um, it's kind of like your subconscious. That's the part that speaks in your dreams. Uh, that's, like, yeah. the, when people typically think of the, unconscious self yeah. that's the id mostly speaking of dreams I, I i i hate it when people dive into the and explain their dreams but i did have a very real hyper realistic dream last night mm-hmm. that i was told that i only had one day to live oh. and that my heart was failing and so what? the whole dream was me going around and saying goodbye to everybody and I was like literally bawling in my dream. Damn. Like I approached my nephew and I was like, I'm never going to see you again. I'm not even going to exist anymore. Oh my gosh. And then, uh, and then the whole dream was me like panicking, like trying to find a replacement heart. Cause I was just like terrified. I was like, this is it. Uh-huh. It's already, this is it. The game is over already. Like I was right. just so hyper aware of like, I'm not going to be here anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to exist as of today. Like yeah. it was, it was, I, I completely forgot about it to now, but it was, Wow. It was so realistic, and it's huh. like it made me think of like imagine I can uh, people do have to face this reality that like they're told like you have weeks to live or right. months to live. Oh yeah, it's like Poof, that, yeah. How do you? It's it's one thing you know accepting that everybody dies and that your time will come, and for many of us right. it's just it just happens. Like my grandpa uh, passed away in his sleep. Mm, like sure. and you know that's that's or, one thing or an accident or something yeah or yeah. Coming, yeah yeah as long as it's not brutally painful and then you're like spending the last like 40 seconds in agonizing pain yeah. or five minutes but to be told that you know like your your days are numbered you've got like eight right. weeks to live so yeah fucking hell man i don't i don't know well you would i was gonna say i don't know if i'm strong enough to deal with that but, but that's but everybody but, has to be yeah. you have no choice that's in life it, again so, it's yeah. like and that's the thing is like that's where like you know i've said to you before some people say philosophy is how you learn you learning how to die basically yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's coming to, in, into uh you know contention with your own mortality and stuff like yeah. that is that we all know that yeah basically it's like if i was just saying to you now tony you yeah. only have maybe a couple decades left yeah you may maybe you only have 50 years left doesn't matter no matter what, yeah. you're going to die. You know what I'm imagining it in the imagery I'm getting right now uh-huh. is like if there's a dude sitting right there mm-hmm. with like a knife and 
he never does anything ever like he's just always there uh, he's always yeah. just chilling uh-huh. but like it's such gradual movements that he's inching closer to us and we just Ooh. never notice and then by the time you're a certain age he's like standing right there and you're just like fuck you're really close dude right like, you're really right. close with that knife and like and that's what i was saying it's like do you think people in their 70s or 80s are always just like damn the game is almost over like right. the, the party it's almost time to leave yeah it's like but God. again you never know what it's gonna be like to be a 70 80 year old yeah because like I, i've heard stories of people who are just like i'm ready i'm to ready go. yeah like i'm like, i'm not even dying right now but i'm ready to the go. reason i put so much focus on that is because it doesn't feel like i've lived a life yet hmm. and i imagine if you've lived a good life by that age you're like i've done the things i need to do mm-hmm. but i personally feel like i haven't done anything in life that i want to do that's fucking crazy dude uh, no dude, you're like almost 30 years old i know and like i have i have only like really known you like for maybe 10 years yeah like yeah. you know like lived with you for a minute and then mm-hmm. like hung out with you especially in the past year or so and like i've already done a ton of stuff with you like there's a lot yeah. of st- a lot of stuff is but happening. it's like but see you have a very i'd say like if i were in your the the familial structure that position that you're in right now mm-hmm. i would feel like i feel like everything is in place now i can just enjoy things like now mm-hmm. like i've got my life mate right. i've got children and of course there will be hurdles and things need to overcome mm-hmm. but like the structure is finally there and now right. i can enjoy life like i I haven't been in a long, a good relationship in a long time. I don't have kids. I don't have right. a career that I'd like that is fulfilling. So like all of those empty holes make it feel like there's nothing going on. Huh. And so what do you feel like you've been doing? Uh, well, so like the first seven years, the first up until like 15, my life was pretty traumatic. Mm-hmm. Like, divorce multiple divorces in my family moving around mental abuse physical abuse and that like really shaped oh yeah my entire existence like it was i I developed this victim's mentality like i felt like uh, i don't know but things were just shit for a long time those are things it's like those are things you never escape from yeah like, no yeah the trauma you experience as a child is just, is just who you are yes and you have to be that person and at this point it does feel like a dream like it oh, wasn't yeah. even my life anymore yeah. it, it was so long ago yeah but it was like that was the first at, at least 13 to 14 years of my life mm-hmm. and then the time after i got out of those situations it was just like recovering from that for a good five or six seven years or whatever um and then, you know, you become a more conscious person and you're like, what is my life going to be about? And then I have all these dreams of, you know, large, grandiose dreams of like what I want to do. And then you grow up a little bit and you realize, well, those things aren't exactly super likely, mm-hmm. but there's a happy medium you can get to that will be fulfilling um, if you work hard and get there. And it feels like, I'm at that point of starting that. It doesn't feel like I'm in it yet, but okay. it feels like I've just begun right. the the realistic, mature way of, of viewing your goals and your dreams in your life. Right. Um, so up until this point, it just felt like shallow. 
it felt like a lot of just problem solving for the first 15 to 20 years of your life. Right. Or just learning how to be a person. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think you're very lucky in life that you, and I'm not saying like, no, 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 but I I think you, you're in a very lucky position that you found the person that you love. You have a child together. You have common goals for the future. That's enough. That is so mentally like if, if I were in that situation, it would put my mind at so much ease. Like Hmm. it would put my mind at ease so much more. Hmm. It would, the future would look less just fucking create like it would it would look less um uh what's the word nebulous yeah yeah i guess that's a yeah. good word yeah yeah someone said that word to me once and i was like that's a good word <laughs> that is I a good like, word. I, yeah. I use that now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i don't know it's I, I i don't feel like if if i died today it's like that was shit man that was a shit run <laughs> but it goes back to we and i've talked to you before the the seize the day type yeah. thing it's not yeah. that you live every day to its fullest it's that wherever you are you moved the, the flag as far as yes. you, you could yeah right and it's like even if your far is not it's not about comparing it to anybody else's it's about where were you yesterday yeah 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 huh interesting for somebody who's not a peterson fan that's one of his number one rules oh, really? in his oh. book yeah it's sure. his one of his it might even be the first rule i don't not like jordan peterson <laughs> that is false <laughs> i have a bias some we i don't know it's a subconscious bias against him um, he's just not the kind of person i would hang out with <laughs> oh god i would i would spend every single day of my life Ooh, bugging him really? if i fucking could he's got just a fucking infinite wealth of knowledge in that guy's mind yeah. um but one of his rules it might even be the first rule is compare yourself to who you were yesterday not to who somebody else sure. is today and it's like yeah because then i think of like people like chance the rapper and i'm like oh my god that dude is fucking maybe a year older than me or maybe my age and he's yeah. like a fucking millionaire and like living his dreams and it's like right. okay yeah he also had quite a few advantages that you mm-hmm. didn't have um you know a well-structured family life with stability and sure. um you know all these things and you could and this is why i hate the word privilege you there's limitless privileges that each other has yeah. that i don't have that you and i have that you don't right. have like that's why it's it's just nonsense but, to me but even fucking but let's say this. this so like you feel like you are finally at the stage where you're starting to create things mm-hmm. in a positive way mm-hmm. like it's like you just arrived at the starting line yeah right yeah and there are people who were at the starting line when they were 15 yeah yeah like you know dave Chappelle starting comedy at like 14 15 16 years old sure but i mean even beyond and again like dave Chappelle is a very Mm -hmm. he's a hard-working passionate person the 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 thing that makes me upset about the whole like privilege thing and i do believe like people have privilege is i just hate that word i've come to hate that sure whatever maybe it's a meaningless word now it's said too much whatever advantage disadvantage people have in their life there are people who have no passion who Mm -hmm. coast through life and are considered successful yeah like who just do the stuff that like they were taught told chloe kardashian they were like yeah yeah i mean i mean they have a weird like path but i mean just like i just mean anybody who you know went to school that prep uh, yeah, who yeah. just like went yeah. to school because that's what happened, and their parents supported them and yeah. like taught them a way to interact with the world. And they went to college, they and then got a job, and they just yeah. were ha- they were you know they were happy with their life enough, but they were just walking down yeah. that road, yeah, you know. And that was where like I went to college because I was like, 
oh, if you just walk down this road, yeah. like you get yeah. there. And <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, oh shit, like you don't get there. Yeah. Not everybody gets there because like I have so much shit to deal with. Yeah. Like I never learned how to interact with yeah. the world in like a functional way yeah. where it's like I kept running into walls and like defeating myself, you know? Yeah. And again, like I don't even feel like I'm at that starting line. Oh, really? I feel like I have like seen how it can be uh-huh. and seen what the world considers normal, successful yeah. and been like, I can be happy where I am. Yeah. Like, I so think, you have no intentions of getting to that starting line? I don't know. You know, it's like those people who live that happy, quote unquote, life, mm-hmm. like they're just living the life that was laid out before them. Yeah. And yeah. there was a life laid out before me and I pick which way I go, yeah. you know, I, you know, and I learned how to pick that way later in life, which mm-hmm. is why I've made a lot of mistakes like going to college. I honestly consider a mistake now. Yeah. But again, like I am happy. I'm happy where I am. So I acknowledge that as like a necessary thing yeah. to get to where I am. But if I did it again and didn't even know where it was going to go, I would not I would not advise anybody yeah. to do yeah. that. Huh. If they were in my situation. Another thing Peterson talks about. Sure. He's a, he was a Harvard professor and he tells people don't go to college. Mm. Just go to trade school or uh, go after your passion. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, I don't I don't think I disagree with Peter. <laughs> like, as a person. Yeah. Again, like, it's like when you showed me that Pinocchio one yeah. of his. I got so much meeting out of that. Right. That and video. maybe and yeah. maybe it yeah. connects to people in your face. But like yeah. I have a very systematic way of thinking about things. Yeah. And I just. I didn't feel any system. It was like he was almost like an interpreter. And he was like basically throwing out all these interpretations yeah. that each one I- isolated uh-huh. was like meaningful, but there was no structure to it all. Oh, I don't think so. That's it's all that's, about rescuing your father from honestly, the belly of the beast. Right. But that's, but, and then, and like, that's a great analogy. Again, like, and this is what like makes it a great story. Yeah. Right. That's why the story is so meaningful. Yeah. But like when it comes to like, what's your, like worldview what is your system yeah. you know that's what I, and that's what i go to intellectuals to see is like and it's, it's just one way of seeing the world it's like there's so many philosophers and thinkers out there and they just say what if we mapped the world this way right it's yeah. like it's constantly like that grid so you saying his mapping of his interpretation of pinocchio didn't line up with what you think the structure of the actual no no, no 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 i think that he has a lot of insights and mm. he has a way of seeing the world that is very jordan peterson and very intelligent and very yeah. informed useful but, though I think, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, it. I find it useful. Sure, so it yeah. must so be to some is. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I, again, it doesn't resonate with me. And whenever mm. I, again, like I've been watching some of his videos, and it just feels like he's throwing out these meaningful nuggets. Yeah. These like sayings to live by. Yeah. And like, there's no like, how do I run with this? It's like I have to keep mm. coming back to you. Huh. Like I watched recently, the most recent one I watched was about how to get over social awkwardness or something like that. Huh. I don't know. It, he was just talking in front of his students and he was like being like, this is how it uses how you should position yourself. This is how you think about, you know, this is the beast in the room and you mm-hmm. need to like stare the beast in the eyes. And like yeah. I, that language, like yeah. I, it resonates and like I get what he's saying. And mm-hmm. if you think about it that way, it gives you a, a little bit of leverage on the situation. Yeah. But it doesn't help me. Affect, it doesn't affect my world view mm-hmm. at all. It doesn't affect how I see the world. Yeah, I guess. But you don't view it as a useful tool that you could adapt. In I think your life? I, I think I could. Except, uh, I mean, I think a lot of it's stuff I've already reflected on and either come to terms with or mm. I don't know. It's like I would like to see where I do disagree with him. Yeah, and I think most of it is he does a lot of like cultural. Uh, well, his biblical stuff now was it, it was crazy because when I first came across him 
uh, it was on the Joe Rogan podcast, mm-hmm. and I thought he was a fucking prick. I hmm. thought he was an idiot. I was like, this guy sucks. Oh, really? Because, yeah, he was talking about, like, religion and the importance of it and hmm. and the oh, meaning yeah. behind okay. it and cultural significance and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know me. I'm fucking... You got triggered. Yeah, I was like, this guy's God, he's... I was like, you're really trying to fucking bring back religion, bro? Like, that shit We mean bring it back at Old never, news, it never bro. never went anywhere. <laughs> fucking out the door in the garbage. Uh-huh. Um, but that was... That is how I, I saw it. I was like fucking religion goodbye mm-hmm. and he brought it back for me like i i mm. do i don't believe in the truth of like the mystical aspects like god came here his right. son was sacrificed and all that stuff but as as in terms of the meaning behind the parables and and all that right. stuff and and the validity in all the religions and the stories that and the the message that they're trying to present um there is a, great meaning in those stories mm-hmm. um i i feel like if i had to guess and i don't know this mm-hmm. fact if i had to guess i would say jordan peterson isn't a religious person uh he says and I'm, i might butcher his the way he words it though he says um and i i he got bugged a lot for saying do you believe in god and he would never really he didn't want to answer the question for i think possibly like political re- like not political but like he didn't want to sure. sway anybody any other way just because of what he believes uh-huh. it's kind of like how your teachers won't tell you who you they voted for until after oh. you get out of school sure. you know um but i think one day he finally did answer and he says i don't believe in god in the sense that like you know god god um mm-hmm. but he says he thinks it's extremely important to um, live your life as if there is God, after, as, as if there is a God. And mm-hmm. um, oh what's, the, what's the difference? Um, well, it's, it's it's like Pascal's wager, which I no like, no not in the sense of like just in case. It's like, uh, and I'm gonna butcher it, um, but it's essentially like as a way to keep yourself on a on a right path or a righteous path. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I don't think he's necessarily atheist, Yeah, but yeah, I don't think he believes in I don't think he's God. religious. Yeah. yeah and but, just... but he's very about religion. Like that's like maps right. of meaning is like a whole sure. cultivation of all, you know? Yeah. And I... he finds great meaning in religion, all the religions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We should really do a, a proper Jordan Peterson yeah, discussion. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking a lot recently because of stuff I've been watching and actually honestly listening to Jordan Peterson and, and Joe Rogan and just thinking about what it means to be uh, white, not to like get into yeah. it. But like, I do feel like he, he has that like very Western mentality. Rogan or Peterson? Peterson. Well, uh, both of them, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah I, and I think I've been thinking more about, it's kind of this idea of like understanding things without really engaging in mm. things. Yeah, it's like this. It's this uh, over uh, analyzation of mm. like the world. But you know something yeah. you said about um, Rogan, I think, and possibly Peterson was that like you were saying like you don't necessarily find issue with the things they're saying all the time, mm-hmm. and that Joe is just like being himself and expressing himself. Mm-hmm. But then that has. Well, people will misinterpret that or whatever and right. find alternate. But the, the the question I always had was like, what else could he do to counteract that? It's just being yourself. 
Right. Like, you know, and I don't think he's telling anybody be like me or you suck. He's just no, saying, no, I don't think you know, that. That's I think that he's just saying, this is what works for me. And I'm a very right. happy, fulfilled person. I mean, here's a question. So how do you counteract? Well, here's, here's a question. So we both have nephews, very young nephews. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I, my nephew could beat up your nephew. <laughs> I, I definitely struggled with this with, especially my eldest nephew, who's like, basically he is an adult now. Yeah. Um, and it's like, what would you do? Oh, he definitely couldn't beat up Patrick. But <laughs> what would you do if, like, your nephew looked up to you? Uh-huh. Like, basically, like, because, you know, they're younger than yeah, you. They're yeah. impressionable, right? Yeah. They would just copy anything you did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like, obviously, you live your life a certain way. I live my life a certain way. And, like, we have the reasons we live our life. Maybe it's not always responsible, but yeah. we, we deal with it. And yeah. we're, we're both generally, like, healthy people, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Um, would you do everything that you do in front of your nephew. Oh, no. Right. No way. Right? Yeah. Like, there's a yeah. difference between being who yeah. you are and being who you are to people that are taking stuff from you, yeah. you know, that yeah. are, like, really using you as a yes. model. Yeah. And it's that private versus, like, public mm-hmm. thing. And it's like that quote I told you by, um, I heard Bo Burnham say in an interview, is, like, there's a lot of frustration in creators and people that are famous about the conversations going on in the culture. Mm-hmm. People are not happy about the way shit's going and I've been hearing it a lot now that I'm listening to more comedians is they, they always talk about they're being chastised for just doing their job yeah. basically and he's like I of course I'm having different conversations in private as I am in public mm-hmm. but like that's kind of the nature of their position in the culture yeah. right and it's like you have to own that that position you have in the culture and if you don't if you don't acknowledge that Mm-hmm. then you're being a little disingenuous to your... Cause it's but like, I think he has a lot of the uncomfortable conversations in public on the podcast. But I'm saying, like, you, I think you just have to be aware that you being authentically yourself isn't always the way to be, right? It's like, mm. it's like read the room, right? And, like, what, you speak differently, you know, to your friends as you yeah. do in a boardroom or in a conference yeah. room, right? It's like... But don't you think... I think that's I'm the opposite. I think that's why I like him so much because he just has these conversations. Sure. And that's why public, people like you know? Donald Trump, too, though, is he's just like he's authentic. But but he's not authentic, though. But even. Oh, you don't think I don't think. No. Oh, oh, is, oh he is authentic. There is no self. There is no filter. There is. It's he brain. Is, it's brain to mouth. It's brain to body. Like, yes. Yeah. But he he is authentically himself. But he's a fucking dipshit. Oh, yeah. You know, like, and there's a difference between somebody being authentic and being intelligent and being a fucking bozo. Yes, of course, there's a difference. But I'm saying that for some people, it's like, I don't like what he does, but I like the way he said it's like, that's really the the argument is I don't care really what he's doing. It's that he's just speaking his truth. Yeah. He's just being brash. Yeah. And that's all. That's all it is, you know? Yeah. And I think like, of course the benevolent dictator is better than, you know, like it's better that when somebody is just themselves. Yeah. If someone was like Trump, but like a good person, <laughs> like that would be better. But yeah. like, I don't know. There's, yeah, a, there's yeah. like a different, you got to have, you have to imagine in this country that like the, the American project is bigger than any one person. Yeah. And you have to have respect. Like even George Washington, like he had respect for the office that he was the first one in. It's like, yeah, he felt like he wasn't big enough for the job, yeah. you know? And like, isn't I, he the reason that it's two four year terms? Yeah, he like voluntarily. Oh yeah, there was no law before that or anything. Because otherwise, and, he'd be a king, right? Yeah, essentially, he was like, like, "This is like this is what sets us apart." 
And I think part of it too is he probably didn't want to do it forever. Yeah. But like, he was like, you know, what yeah. sets us apart is that we're not takes away do from it his slave fucking time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not shitting on the guy. It's yeah. that's, that was the time, but yeah. it's like it, it is crazy to me that our founding fathers were not the best. Well, see, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It was the time, and so it's like the line right. always moves, you know. And of and, and 50 yeah. years from now, there's things that me and you that we're just swimming in the water, not realizing we're in the ocean, you know. Right. Like that was a stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to realize. And then, you know, 50 years from now, I'm going to be like, these people were fucking right. shitty. You sure. Know? Well, yeah. and again, it's like you have to, you have to, that's true. And mm-hmm. you have to be able to say that without saying it was okay. Because yes. we're not. Yeah, there, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, it, it's only because It doesn't okay. justify anything. Yeah, right. So it's like you have to kind of speak out both sides of your mouth and be like, it was reprehensible, something yes. we shouldn't condone, something that yeah. was immoral, yeah. but, like, somehow understandable. Yes. It's, like, kind of weird yeah. to say it, yeah. but, like, it's true. Because to say the opposite is, is like, amoral thinking. Like, there was this kid in my high school who was, like, he was so, like, honestly, he might be a professor now or something, because he was, like, very, like... He seemed so far ahead of everybody else in thinking, yeah. and he was very smart and very quick. A little He's odd, a homeless drug addict course. now. I mean, I don't, you know, it could go either way. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. But, um... He was like, there is no morals, right? Nothing is immoral. Like, hmm. because at some point in time, it was normal. And he'd hmm. be like, shit like rape, shit like murder. Yeah. Like that, it's not immoral. We just don't like it no more. Yeah. Know? Well, and the way like, I see it is, um, we don't like it anymore, Alex. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the way I see it is it's like the evolution of a bike. Mm-hmm. You can't. Like, you know, there was that fucking goofy ass giant wheel bike, you know, like all the Mm. different iterations of the bike. And like eventually we settled on the current form of a bike now. And it's like this seems to be the best version that we have right now. Right. There was you couldn't just skip to that. You had to. Sure. You know, and so it's like in this point in society, whatever we find is like reprehensible. Mm. Now it's like we went through a period of time where we were engaging in these things. Right. And after the fact, we realize those are fucking terrible. We can't go back. But yeah. I, for maybe, maybe not all the time, you can immediately know that it's the wrong thing. Like, do you think people uh-huh. in the time of slavery, people who owned slaves, I would venture to guess maybe like a lot of people did know that it was not good. There were people, yeah. But there were definitely people who were like, yeah, they're inferior. They're my slave. Right. You know, that's just how it right. is. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, and here's what I would say that maybe is a little controversial i don't know is that the people who the abolitionists Mm -hmm. were only abolitionists because they weren't a part of the system that had slaves yeah it's like and it's a little bit of like (laughs) damn they're like we we don't want slaves because we can't have any (laughs) it's not fair well or just like they don't they they weren't indoctrinated (laughs) however you want to say it it's like it wasn't just this like moral righteousness of like oh i understand something because i am seeing the truth it's it's like almost a different conditioning Huh. Of like their circumstance didn't really yeah and there's a lot of criticism of like are you saying their circumstance didn't allow for them to have slaves well in certain ways but also like there was also there's this criticism levied against the north you know in that time of like mm-hmm. they only didn't want slaves because it made them less competitive with the south which was oh. true which might have been or might have been true i don't know i'm not a historian but i'm saying is that like oh. there's still like and this is the kind of ineffable thing of like we create morality 
out of our, the decisions we make. Mm -hmm. And no matter what the reason is for that person believing, whether or not they were pro or against slavery or mm -hmm. indifferent and went along with anything, like there is still a moral judgment that slavery is immoral. Yeah. And we can say that now. Yeah. With like, exactly. Yeah. With, certi yeah. Yeah. with certainty. certainty. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you just say certitude? I said certainty. Oh, certainty. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I don't know. Is certitude even a word? I don't, I don't know. know. Whatever. With certainty, we can say. Yeah. We can say that, right? So it's like, so again, like. I mean, I still have slaves, but. <laughs> but bringing up that kid in high school, oh. I just remember him being so abrasive. Yeah. And being like, like, it sounds like this whole like moral relativity thing sounds like a defensible argument. Yeah. But you just, you know, intuitively it's not true somehow. Yeah. yeah right. You're yeah. just like, no, you're wrong. Yeah. You, it is not okay to rape and murder people. Yeah. <laughs> That's just slaves. not okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. No, slavery yeah. was was not okay, no matter how much we were mistaken at the time. But do you think there were people, that, I mean, there had to have been, who were just like, this is how it is. You know, like, of course I have a slave. Right. And I think those... But do you think in so, the back of their mind, they truly knew it was wrong? No, I don't think they thought about it yeah. at all. Yeah. Again, it's like... so, And that's what, that's what has to give people humility now, because everybody acknowledges that, like... Whatever. Thomas Jefferson was one of our founding fathers. We all respect him very much, right? He's very smart, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And he owned slaves, right? So and had he had kids and, with those slaves. So he clearly so yeah, so he clearly had this like kind of dual aspect where like he did things that were normal but immoral. Yeah. And was also like a an admirable person in other ways. So you could be an admirable person now and yeah. do ha be a participating in immoral structures yeah. out of ignorance N out of normalcy yeah. yeah yeah so the whole thing is like but just, just take a step back and question like be able to reflect and be like at least ask the question is what i'm doing complete every system yeah. i'm a part of it is it moral yeah. even if i didn't start it yeah I, like thomas jefferson didn't start slavery yeah but we can all say but that the fact he had slaves was he, bad is he the one who wrote the, dec the declaration yeah how the fuck are you gonna write all men are created equal and then have slaves that yeah. part that just doesn't make yeah. sense it's double think dude yeah like it's like like straight out of it's the same mechanism straight out of 1984 of like mm -hmm. people have the ability to think two things if yeah. there's nothing connecting the two things in their mind you yeah. know it's like there's something That's that made so it work crazy. you know and then and some people say that like that that was one of the things of like the intent was always that all people are created equal yeah and that like they knew that it wasn't possible at the time but they were hoping mm, it would get there you know yeah. and that's the whole like but show the, that through your actions you know right yeah, yeah totally yeah, yeah. and maybe he wasn't strong enough and maybe he's not admirable for not being able to overcome that because there were yeah. people at the time i think james or john adams john adams was mm -hmm. the only president to have never owned a slave at the time oh. um, and then his son was also president and he fought abolition as well yeah did lincoln have slaves no was that after slavery no slavery is still going on but i think emancipation he was, proclamation was his deal right yeah yeah, yeah. he's he lived he was from illinois right something oh, like that i don't know i don't know he grew up in like the midwest i think and was very sympathetic to the abolitionist cause yeah yeah hmm. <sighs> all very interesting um what yeah, time we, is we it? got real political first <laughs> Twelve forty-one. we got a little bit of time i don't know what your time is um uh, yeah i should probably get home or start, mm. like leave at like one or something okay i did have um another topic that we can touch on quickly um i was here yesterday working on some music finished up early with work um and it's like when i was even just four or five years ago 
um, when I would work on music, I would work on it like consistently, aggressively, passionately, mm-hmm. and I would just do it all the time. And it would feel like I was progressing a bit. And now I don't really know how to get obsessed anymore, mm-hmm. like in a mm-hmm. positive way. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to actively like progress whenever i come here and sit down to make music it feels very stagnant like i'm not doing anything and then last night i was watching some and and back in the the few years ago when i was really uh working on stuff all the time i was watching a lot of instructional videos and how to's and learning stuff all the time and it clicked last night that i think you know, as of late, I've just been like coming here and be like, do something. But I think the learning part is like the fuel for like keeping mm. it going and like constantly learning new stuff. Cause I was watching some instructional videos last night. And just after watching those videos, I, I pulled some, put some together on Ableton. I was like, this is like drastically better than most stuff that I've been putting out lately. And I did it in like 10 minutes, yeah. five, 10 minutes. And I was like, huh. But, um, yeah, that was just some thoughts I had. I've I, I just been feeling very stagnant lately mm. in terms of my productivity. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely something I've experienced, like, as I've gotten older doing creative stuff, is that obviously you have less time, there are more distractions, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But I always did feel like as it went on, I felt like I should be doing bigger and bigger projects yeah. all the time. Yeah. And that would kind of stop me from doing smaller huh. things, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, some of the people I love to follow on social media are people who just like do random sketches, do yeah. like small little things. And I see so many people, I'm like, oh, like I'm at this level. Why am I not doing more stuff? Yeah. And it's just like this desire, I think, to like work on a bigger project. I don't know. It's like yeah. I did some, it's like, oh shit, like the zine I worked on was like such a big, cool thing to do. How can I just go back to drawing or mm-hmm. whatever? Or, yeah. you know. And like, and then doing this is great. Like, yeah. this is fun. And like, it's, it feels like a big production and there's a lot of work yeah. to do. <laughs> there is, right? It is, but it's, it's kind of a combination of the two because it's always a bunch of little things that we need to right. get done. Yeah. But then it, it does feel like a bigger-ish project, yeah. you know? Which is why I would just, I, again, like, I think I would love to like, just once a week, just hang out yeah. and work on other stuff. Yeah. And somehow incorporate that into this project. Yeah, yeah. Know? I would Even love if, to do if that. If it's the, going back to like, you know, retweaking the live stream idea or, yeah. um, I don't know, just bullshitting or yeah. working on other stuff. I, I think, think working on something physical would be really, and where we could, you know, bullshit and strategize and plan while we're doing that, doing the physical stuff, like shit, like cutting that shit out. That mm-hmm. is, um, we could build our own Tesla bot as our guest and have John, <laughs> have John come in. Uh, I feel like I'd want somebody Can who's we- done like some sort of sculpture or robotics or something. I don't know. I feel like we could, uh, you know, we could get, um, oh, you know, we could just buy a fucking mannequin and put it in a, in a, those suits. A robot. Oh, the Tesla. <laughs> yeah. I bet they sell those now. Huh? <laughs> yeah. That, Cause he made know. one for that, the launch, right? Someone was yeah. basically in a Tesla. They, they did suit. make a robot one, Oh, really? um, but it was non-functional. Oh. It was just like a mannequin oh. essentially. But then, yeah, they had a guy in a suit. Um, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, like, in terms of just working on things, I think it's, again, like, that habit-forming thing. And I think, yeah, there's a there's a time when you can just kind of fuck around and do nothing, and there's a time when that feels like it's a waste of time. Yeah. 
And like, as much as I would love now to just be like, I honestly always am like, ah, I wish I was back in my studio apartment, just working in the service job, doing that little bit of design and just drawing. Mm -hmm. Like that just sounds so fun to me, but it just doesn't feel like it's enough anymore. I don't know. Yeah. But I also like, um, like the zine, like developing it and workshopping it and doing all that stuff and then having a finished product that's that must be so gratifying right you know yeah and having that complete finished thing but every p every song every clip you make every yeah. sketch i do is mm-hmm. like a work in, a, in and of itself but it, for me so it's like in terms of song i've never not well not never I have some songs that I've got like maybe three songs that are fully flushed out and finished, mm-hmm. but they were kind of cheap and they were like easy ones to do. And I actually like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a remix that's I think is really good. And um, uh, a, a full song that was a chop that I think is really dope too. Um, but I, I've never, other than those two or three, I've never like fully fleshed out from scratch my own thing and put together a song and then been able to perform it. That's so, I've been working on music for fucking years. Yeah. How is it that I'm not at that place yet? You know, I, that yeah. seems so stupid. Well, honestly, and what it is, is, and I see this with other creators out there all the time, is like, just do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, like, yeah. be really shitty and yeah. do it. Yeah. And like, that's what, that's how you get better at yeah. it. It's like, you know, you're just talking about like building that bot, you know, and I'm like, yeah. I feel like I'm good at doing things the third time I do them. Yeah. At yeah. the like at yeah. minimum, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like obviously going to get better as it goes along, but it's yeah. like, you know, we made this like table, this table. Yeah. right? Yeah, like this say. and it's not a bad table, yeah. but like yeah. the next one would be better. Yeah. And the third, the third one, one would be, would be really like good. on point. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I good. Yeah. 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 You know. So that's that's true. And that's the, that's the thing I always try to tell myself. It's like I remember huh. I remember <laughs> um sitting down one time to play the piano a couple times and I'm like getting frustrated like i'm so bad this is so stupid and then my brain's like yeah you don't know how to play piano <laughs> yeah. that's why you're bad at yeah. it. like you <laughs> yeah. fucking idiot yeah. you have to do it more to get good at it mm-hmm. um and so i think about that in so many areas like yeah. doing the podcast like of course i don't feel comfortable that didn't feel fucking froze that sure. fucking yeah. of course right. that's gonna happen um yeah. so yeah i think you're right just doing something poorly enough yeah. times until you get a little bit better um, one thing I have been watching the, the Cho show with mm-hmm. David Cho. Right? Yeah. That's his name, right? Um, he had, I don't even know the artist he had on. Um, he has a song called Gook. Do you know? What I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, Kwang Yu? Maybe. Yeah. It's Bobby Lee's brother. No, no. He's like from Florida or something. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Um, he's like a rapper from Florida, but, um, he, he said he was talking to Cho about like, kind of their process at times and when they when Cho was younger and he would like live with a bunch of creative people. Yeah. And he called it uh art trapping. Huh. And he was like, what you do is you like get together with a bunch of people who mm-hmm. like are creative as well. You yeah. do that all the time. Yeah. And you basically set up an art trap where you just try and like That's what I fucking want to do. No, right, you right. Have no and idea like, that's and, and all this, I want to do. And this is something that like honestly it still sounds so fun and I've never done and I would love to do is like basically just create an atmosphere and create a like the experience of living with creative people doing creative things yeah. all the time and then just like wait for the moment to like spring the trap and yeah. like capture it yeah capture that yeah, thing yeah. in a bottle oh i thought you were fucking... i thought you were meaning like in the trap trap house oh I like... th- and i think that's kind of part of it too <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the way he was talking about it was like 
basically mm. like setting up a yeah, trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like, get the art going. Like, yeah. get it flowing. And once it makes it together, the good and, peak and, its, yeah. peaks its head. And once it's there, like, fucking trap it. Wow. Like, yeah. That is, wow. That's an interesting concept. And that is kind of what I had I in plan for here, and it just didn't pan out that the space wasn't yeah. right for it. Um, there needs to be more weird pe- weird people in Spokane. Because <laughs> that's the thing. is in Seattle. But have we it, looked? It feels... No, I guess not. I, but I just Last feel night, like, I messaged like five people on Craigslist. Oh, really? Yeah, musicians mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I, I think if... I think in Seattle, they're just around. They are. But I think they work at They work at the restaurant with yeah, you. That's that yeah, kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. I think there's... They do exist in Spokane. You just have to actively find them. Yeah, it's crazy how disconnected community is here. Yeah. It's like it's what's been really hard living here, to be honest. Yeah. It's like everybody's just like, Come on, bro. just hang out. <laughs> There's just that. I mean, I don't know. I work, with, I work with some cool people, but they just like they don't, they don't like hang out in person. And part of it was COVID, yeah. obviously, but like, it yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. There's no like. So you need to give it another year, it. man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I do think things would have been different if we had like cultivated our own small community of artists you know, yeah which i still think we can do anyway <laughs> um yeah so here's to future art trapping and uh that yeah, was i love episode. that concept and the yeah. way they art- are maybe i misunderstood but i still love that image the articulation of yeah yeah like you're just like it's almost as if art is like a beast you yeah know? A beast and, it just, be and it just flows through us and, and it's just like yeah. we you gotta get it yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. go get it guys thanks yeah. for watching <laughs>